Everything's working. Oh boy, Christmas is in the air. I gotta tell you, I got great news for you. You know, I've been decorating. I, find, I held out as long as I could, but you put up that slide. I got a picture here for you. There it is. I held out as long as I could, but I got it done. Woo, we're ready to go. Yeah, I hope you're feeling the same way as I am today. It's so good to be here. Great to be in this historic church. Wonderful to celebrate Christmas again. And, uh, of course, a little party later this afternoon. Somebody told me there was one at my house. I, I, I forgot, but <laughs> we'll, we'll get it done. It'll be fine. Yeah, and today we're worshiping. We've got Pete here with us today. Um, so that, that's good. Always good. And we've got a song to start out with today, I think. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let's rise, join, and sing. Come thou, long-expected Jesus. Help me out on this one, will you please? Thy people to deliver born. 
Thank you for that. They need, we all need help. Yes, we do. We do. We all do. Listen to this word from Isaiah, a great reading, Old Testament, some 700 years before it happened. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar, and your daughters are carried on the hip. Then you will look and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth of the seas will be brought to you. To you the riches of the nations will come. Herds of camels will cover your land, young camels of Midian and Ephah, and all of Sheba will come, bearing gold and incense and proclaiming the praise of the Lord. Rise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Oh, come all ye faithful. Oh, come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the King of angels. Come, let us adore. Let us adore him. Come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Oh, sing choirs of angels, sing in exultation.
Very good. Please be seated. A couple of readings for you this morning. Get us on the path, path to Christmas before a king. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father full of grace and truth. That's the first word. The second one comes from a letter of Paul, Philippians, in the second chapter. In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place, and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. And that's the word of God. We join in another song, a carol, a little town of Bethlehem. If you're not too weak, try to stand. Of wandering love, 
stars together proclaim the holy birth and praises sing to God our King and peace to men on earth how silently how silently the wondrous gift is given so God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven no hear may hear his coming but in this world of sin where meek souls will receive him still in dear Christ enters in O holy child of Bethlehem descend to us we pray cast out our sin and enter in be born in us today we hear the Christmas angels the great glad tidings Our Lord Emmanuel. You guys sound great. Please be seated. They are great. You betcha. Well, the countdown begins. Ten, nine, eight. Wow, one more week, and we will be all gathering together. Christmas Eve, next Sunday, Christmas Eve, not at 9 a.m. now, not at 9 a.m., no, 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 not at, at 4 p.m., Christmas Eve, it falls on a Sunday, so, for, and we have a very special worship service for you, that's for sure, it will be special. Now, now what makes Christmas so special? Well, the fact that Miles and Allie are going to be here, they're going to be up here singing on Christmas Eve, those great traditional carols that we all love to sing, like Pete has led us in singing right now. We're going to, oh, that Christmas Eve, singing those carols with Miles and Allie, that's wonderful. Yeah, maybe that. Or maybe it's the fact that we're going to come together in this most historic church right here, as the family of God. One thing I have seen is how we have grown closer and closer together as a family. And that's so important. And on Christmas Eve, we're going to sing those carols together. We're going to be the very body of Christ, the presence of Christ to the world itself. That could make it very special for sure. Or maybe it's the fact that after the service, we're going to go home. Going to our home. Maybe be with our family. We're going to share together, maybe uh, have a great meal. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be as good as the one tonight, but uh, <laughs> it's going to be a great meal. I know it is. Excellent food. And then, then gather around the tree, open a few gifts up, 
and you're going to hug those people that is incredibly and special to you, of course. That makes it special. But let's give this some thought right now as to why Christmas is so very, very special. Well, Christmas is at the center of our history when you really look at it. A.D., B.C., right? The division point is none other than the birth of Jesus himself. The birth of Christ takes place to mark that special day on the calendar. In Philippians chapter 2, you just heard those words a little while ago, we find the greatest explanation of all for why Christmas is so very special. St. Paul, he writes, This Jesus who came into this world was true man and true God. And he came to be with us. He came to be for us. He came into the world to be with us. Man landed on the moon and it was a big deal. This is God landing on the earth. John in his gospel, as you heard before, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. And he became flesh and dwelt among us full of grace and truth. Yes, Jesus was more than a man. He was God. St. Paul writes, you heard it, your attitude then should be the same as Jesus, who having the very nature of God, that's what it says, having the very nature of God. That means this guy Jesus was something special. And he is what makes Christmas so special. The Bible tells us that if you have seen Jesus, you have seen God. Jesus said, if you have seen me, you have also seen the Father. Christmas is special because we all pause to see God. Babies come into a room. They draw attention immediately. When I look at this manger scene, the thing that I would look at the most is this baby, Jesus. How incredible babies are when you look into their eyes. Pete, you babysat your little girl, Aliyah, last night, right? No one else there to help you. All alone. Yeah. You showed all the videos to me about, of her, how beautiful she is, the sparkle she had in her eyes. Babies draw our attention. One comes into the room with someone. Uh, well, you, you, Kim and you brought her in. Yeah, last week. Everybody gathered around, wanted to see the baby. Away in a manger, no crib for a bed. The little Lord Jesus lay down his sweet head. The stars in the sky looked down where he lay. The little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay. Yes, God, but a baby, a baby. What a miracle. The reality of Christmas is that Jesus came just like you, just like me. That definitely makes Christmas something really special. God loves us enough that he comes to be just like us. 
If God wanted to communicate with dogs, he would have become a dog. If God wanted to communicate with birds, he would have been, well, just like them, a bird. But God, he wants to communicate with us. He wants to come to you and to me to get through to us. And so Jesus enters this world as a person. He came into the world just like billions of other babies. But because he was the son of God, because he was also God, he could do what no other baby could ever do. And he did it and got it done for all of us. I mean, the angels must have gone nuts over this. You got to think of them in heaven. They're looking down and they're saying, God, come on now. Really? Really? This assignment was too hard for us? We could have done it, right? I mean, if Clarence was good enough for George Bailey, certain we could have done all of this. You could have used us. But no, God came himself by way of his son, by way of his power, the Holy Spirit of God. Hard to understand. Hard to comprehend. But it is what makes Christmas so special. We get first class service. We get the best of attention. God wanted everyone to know how deep his love was for people. God did not come to invoke fear. He did not come to invoke terror. He came with love and acceptance to be with us, to be for us, not to be above us and beyond us, but to be with us. Special how deep the Father's love is for us. How deep the Father's love for us How vast beyond all measure That He should give His only Son To make a wretch His treasure How great the pain of searing love the Father turned His face away As wounds which mar the Chosen One Bring many sons to glory Behold the man upon the cross my sin upon his shoulders Ashamed I hear my mocking voice Called out among the scoffers It was my sin that held him there Until it was accomplished his dying breath has brought me life I know that it is finished I will not boast in anything No 
gifts, no power, no wisdom, but I will boast in Jesus Christ, His death and resurrection. Why should I gain from His reward? I cannot give an answer. But this I know with all my heart His wounds have paid my ransom Why should I gain from His reward? I cannot give an answer But this I know with all my heart his wounds have paid my ransom. And so Jesus grew and he matured as a boy and he became a man, a carpenter, just an ordinary kind of occupation. He did not parade the fact that he was God in any way. He was a real man. He went through the very same kind of temptations that we go through, the same struggles, the same problems. He, he, he had the same drives. He had the same desires. But along the way, no one could miss the very fact that there was something very incredible about him. Mary, Mary, I'm sure she noticed it right away. I'm sure she saw it. Shepherds, they ran to the birthplace. Wise men, they followed the star, joining the angels in songs of glory and celebration, worshiping him. And to this day, that worship continues. This is what makes Christmas so special. God gives us what we need. He gives us himself. In, first, in Philippians, we read, we heard it, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Jesus didn't stay in that crib in a manger. He went to the cross and he voluntarily laid himself down there for you and for me. He could have called out 10,000 angels and they could have come down to deal with all of this madness, but the madness was so great that he dealt with it personally. He took it upon himself. He knew what had to be done and he did it. He wanted to for you and for me so that we would know how special we really are to Him, how special we really are to God. In Jesus, we see the love of God for each of us. God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever... Notice it does not say that God so loved this kind of person. God so loved that kind of person. No. This is not some invitation to the elected of color to a Christmas party. Not in any way, shape, or form. This is inclusive. It says, whoever. It doesn't say Republican, Democrat, Independent. It says whoever. This is what makes Christmas so special. It is the expression of God's love to everyone and for anyone. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, it says, Jesus personally carried the load of our sin in his own body when he died on the cross so that we can be finished with sin and live a good life. Finished with sin 
and live a good life. Christmas comes to change your life, to bring the change that you need. Tell me that's not something really special. I mean, when you face the fact that <laughs> you're frustrated about yourself, you're frustrated about the circumstances that are going on around you and to you and, and by you. You're frustrated with people. And to know that God can bring a change so that you can handle it, so that you can deal with it, so that things might improve. If you're heading your head against the wall and life just seems to be so much a mess to you, and then you realize and see God's power for deliverance, Hey, that is special. I am told that a lifeguard is taught that when a person is drowning, you just don't go out, swim out to them, and then grab them. You don't do it. They're not supposed to save the person right away. It seems to go against our common sense. But it is the smart thing to do, lifeguards are told. They are to go to that person and they are to tread water by them and wait. You see, a person in trouble, drowning, is in a mode of panic. They're scared to death. You can help them better if you don't go and get too close to them when they are in the panic mode. Husbands, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Timing is everything when it comes to helping someone who is drowning. If you were to grab them immediately, they would probably pull you down, drag you under. I know you get scratched, I know that. You've got to wait. You've got to wait until they are going under like for the last time. And they're sort of just all tired out by it all. Worn out. Limp even. No strength left. And where they're like that, then maybe you can reason with them a little bit. <laughs> you can be some help. Because they have given up on all of their own efforts. They have no strength left. Then you put yourself forward, and you can make a difference and bring them back to shore. Now, let's apply this. As long as a person is trying to save themselves, you cannot save them. You cannot. Jesus came to be the Savior of the world. He's here today. He's here. He's right here. As long as you think, I'm okay. I can do this. I don't need Christmas. You are a person in grave danger. You're a danger to yourself, and you're a danger to others. Christmas is so special because God comes to a world of people that insist on saving themselves. Jesus goes out into the deep to be with people who would drown him, pull him under. But there he is, waiting, reaching out. He's there, ready to give what you need at that time for life. So stop trying to save yourself. Move past that panic mode. 
empty yourself. Panic mode is not helping you. It won't help you. You may feel, feel good and like you're getting out everything you need to do and you think you're going to have some great results, but you won't. It won't get you anywhere. No. But he, Jesus, is able to save you. Jesus is man. He's able to get next to you. Jesus is God. He's able to save you and he is reaching out to you right now. Right now. Therefore, St. Paul says, God has exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Lord. When God sent his own son into this world, he gave him a beautiful and wonderful and sweet name. Jesus. Mary knew what that name meant. She got excited about it. It meant salvation is from the Lord. Imagine Mary's thoughts about this. Mary saw not just a boy. She saw her Lord. Mary, did you know we sing? Mary, did you know? Yes, she knew. I can tell you exactly she knew. She even sang the song. My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Jesus is the Lord. Lord was a term that was used in New Testament times because it was around everyone there in Rome. For the Roman Empire, Caesar was Lord. Caesar was seen as God. Caesar is Lord. Romans would say that. Caesar is Lord. It became a test of loyalty then to be spoken by the people. But the Christians, the early Christians, they, they wouldn't say Caesar is Lord. They would say Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. And so many of them were thrown into the lion's den, into, into the, the, the arena with gladiators, and they were slain, they were killed, they died, saying Jesus is Lord. Christmas is so special because we do have a Lord, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, as we have been talking about since or before Thanksgiving. He's more than a man, more than a prophet. He is God. He is Lord. Everything is under his control. He's over everything. No matter how bleak everything looks, with him we can see tomorrow. With him we can see God working. With him we can see forever. Because Jesus is Lord, I may not know the future, but I know who holds it. And he holds it for me. And this is what makes Christmas so special, is that you can say, I know the Lord. The Lord loves me. And you know what? One day, everyone is going to say that. That's what St. Paul tells us. He says, every knee shall bow and confess it. Every rock star, every politician, every statesman, every male, every female, every religion, all the scientists, the professors, even those at Harvard, governors, homemakers, will say, Jesus is Lord. Because of Christmas, the issue is not if you will say it, 
But when you will say it? When you will say it? Will you say it now? In honor and joy and great anticipation? Or will you say it later? When you really see that it is just plain too late? But you will say it. What makes Christmas so special is that you can say it today. Any one of you here today can say it today. Say it when you are discouraged. Say it when you are overwhelmed. Say it when you are grieving because the person that you love so very much is not going to be with you this Christmas. Say it. Jesus is Lord. Say it when you are lonely and troubled. Say it this Christmas when you are with all of those that you love so much and hug them to death. Say it with the angels and join in the chorus of faith. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Christmas is special because it offers life now and forever. It gives you the direction you need. You come to know who you are and where you are going. Let me tell you, knowing this in your life is special. And that is what Christmas brings. I know who I am. I know what my life is all about. And I know where I'm going. When Billy Graham was 92 years old, he was struggling with Parkinson's disease. In January, a month before his 93rd birthday, the leaders of Charlotte, North Carolina, invited their favorite son, Billy Graham, to be honored at a banquet. Billy initially hesitated to accept the offer because of the severity of his Parkinson's disease. He didn't think it would be a good idea for him to go. The leader said, come on, Billy. We don't expect you to deliver a message, preach a sermon, or anything like that. Just come and allow us to just please honor you. And so Billy decided he would go, and he did. After some wonderful words were spoken by him, Dr. Graham stepped up to the podium. He looked at the crowd, and he said this. He said, I am reminded today of Albert Einstein, the great physicist, who this very month is being honored as, by Time Magazine, as the man of the century. And then he went on to tell his story. Einstein was once traveling from Princeton on a train. And the conductor was going down the aisle punching the tickets of the passengers. When he came to Einstein, Einstein reached into his vest pocket to pull out his ticket, but it wasn't there. He couldn't find it. So he looked into his pants pocket. He looked there. The ticket wasn't there. He couldn't find his ticket. He opened up his briefcase. He searched through everything. Couldn't find the ticket. He looked on the seat next to him. Thought maybe he set it down. It wasn't there. He looked everywhere. The conductor said, Dr. Einstein, please, please, I know who you are. We all know who you are. And I'm sure you bought a ticket. You wouldn't lie about it. So. Don't worry about it. Einstein responded appreciatively. Thank you, sir. The conductor continued down the aisle, checking the other passengers, punching their tickets as he went along. 
and uh, then he was going to enter into the next car. He turned around and looked, and there was, Dr. there was Albert Einstein on the floor, on his hands and knees, crawling around, looking under the seat, looking everywhere for his ticket. So the conductor rushed back to go to Dr. Dr. Einstein. Dr. Einstein, please don't worry. Uh, no problem, no problem. Don't worry about your ticket. I know you bought a ticket. I'm certain you bought one. I know who you are. Einstein looked up at him and said, young man, listen, I too know who I am. What I don't know is where am I going? <laughs> now, having said that, Billy Graham continued. You see this suit that I'm wearing here today? It's a brand new suit. My children and my grandchildren have been telling me that I've been getting a little bit sloppy and messy in my old age. I used to take better care of myself, and so I decided I'm going out and buying a new suit for this luncheon and for one other occasion. Do you know what the other occasion is? I'm going to wear this suit when they put me to rest. When I die at my funeral, I'm going to be in this suit. But I got to tell you, I don't want you, when I die, to remember this suit that I am wearing. I want you to remember something else. I not only know who I am, I know where I am going. May your troubles be less, your blessings more, and may nothing but happiness come through your door. Life without God is like an unsharpened pencil. It has no point. May each of us, Billy concluded, live our lives in Christ so that when our ticket is punched, we don't have to worry about where we are going. Yes, this is what makes Christmas so very, very special. I know who I am. I know what my life's all about. And I know where I'm going. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus to life forever. Amen. We continue with our offering. Well, we got another great service on Christmas Eve. Remember, it's 4 o'clock, not at 9 o'clock in the morning. And I don't want you to forget that. And I would advise coming a little early, probably, as Christmas Eve usually does that. Although today I'm very pleased that so many of you here. It seems like our numbers are increasing more and more all of the time as God blesses us as his family here. There is the party tonight. You're all welcome. It's all in the bulletin. You can read about it. Remember, I'd appreciate it very much if you'd park at the end of the driveway, make the little walk. I did a little prayer to God, and the weather seems to be okay. No shoveling of snow necessary, right? Got a nice new concrete driveway for you to walk on, thanks to Rich. If you need a concrete driveway, just see Rich over there. He'll take care of it. Yep. Let's rise and join in prayer. Lord God, our Heavenly Father, what a great day it is. Well, it's not Christmas yet, but it is every day, knowing your promise, knowing the life that you bring to us by way of your own Son,
the power of your spirit which works in us by way of your word. There are those that we pray for, those that we care about. We ask your direction. Give them peace. There are those who have gone before us. And for them on this day, we truly, this Christmas, we give our thanks to you for their life, all they brought our way. And we look forward to that very day and time when we shall join them with all the company of heaven and say, Jesus is Lord. And in his name we pray now. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be and abide with all of you always. Amen. And so with this very special Christmas before you, I can only say one thing. Tell everyone. Go tell it, even on the mountain. Christmas. Have a great week.